Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1 with All Care Pharmacy. Discover a healthcare team that's always here for you at All Care Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy network. Thanks very much, Brian. Now, Holly Kearns becomes leader of the Social Democrats today, officially succeeding the co-leaders Catherine Murphy and Roisin Shortall in about an hour's time at noon. And at the age of 33, she'll be the youngest current leader of any political party. How did she get here and what does the future look like for the party? Gary Murphy is Professor in politics at DCU and he's here in the studio and you're very welcome Gary thank you for being with me now before we have a chat Brian O'Connell was in Bantry for us yesterday in Holly Kearns constituency and the town where she was first elected to the local council back in 2019 and he asked some people there what they knew of their local TD and her new leadership role I never saw her in person, only on television and thing. but she, I know she's not far away yeah. 33 years of age leader of a political party what do you think? I wish her luck is it good for the area? I think they should join forces. There's, there's too many fragmented parties. But I wish her luck. Uh, Holly Kearns. Who's Holly Kearns? She is your TD in this area and is going to be leader of the Social Democrats. I don't know. I just don't believe in any of them. Do you know what? I'm sorry. And like I'm a worker myself and my medical card was taken off me and I'm just... Sorry. It's made you disillusioned. It has, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Uh, Holly Kearns, the new leader of the Social Democrats. Sure. I think she's a lovely person. Yeah. And I pres- presume she'd be very good. There'd be a lot of the younger crowd would vote for her, you know. Holly Kearns uh, is going to be the leader of the Social she Democrats. Is, yeah, and yeah. I, I hope she will. What do you think? I hope she will, yeah. Like, we didn't have a leader on the leader down here with the others, right? Uh, nice to a- see the youngsters coming up. What about the party, the Social Democrats? Do you know much about them? I would know anti Do you think it's good that there's a young political leader from the area? I would think so, because she'd have a better understanding from, say, because she'd see all our point of views. So you're in your 20s? Yeah, in yeah. 21, yes, I'm going 22. So she might have a better, say, she'd be kind of down here with us, but, 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 like what we're thinking. We're, like, I'm living at home, but like there's no way on my wage I could live. Say, even in Bantry, afford rent, my health, bills and heating and clothing. and. So do you know who Holly Cairns is? I have an idea, but I wouldn't know exactly what she'd be going for. But and the Social Democrats, do they mean anything to you? No. No. For the area in itself, do you think it's a good thing to have a political leader down here? It is and it isn't. They're not here all the time, I suppose they are travelling. What do you think of Holly Kearns? Uh, she's good. I, can, I, can I just say, I've, I've a learning disability myself. I've I seen her in the doll. Um, she she kind of speaks from the heart. So you feel she represents you? She does. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Brian O'Connell in Bantry there where they seem to be unloading uh, beer barrels as he was chatting to a few of the people there. So Gary, Holly Kearns emerged fairly quickly as, as the only candidate here, the rest of them backing off and, and allowing her to take this role today at 12 o'clock. Yeah, and uh, congratulations to Holly. I think it's a, it's a big step to take on the leadership of, uh, of any political party, uh, particularly a political party that's young in, um, in age and is, uh, is fighting for, as one of the, uh, the people on the Vox Pop said, uh, a rather fragmented space on the centre-left uh, of Irish politics where it is, uh, it's really congested. Mm-hmm. Greens, Labour, then grow left again to people before profit stroke Socialist Party. I mean, Fianna Fáil consider themselves somewhere in the sort of centre-left space. So it's, uh, it's a really congested um, area and she has a... Uh, a difficult uh, challenge ahead of her. But she has one thing uh, beyond one person in the Vox Pod. She does have name recognition um, from a series of very impressive performances uh, in her short period in public life. What's her job now? What's her role? Because the party, as I was saying earlier, stands at 4% in the polls there or thereabouts. 
Yeah, they have six TDs. The big question is whether Captain Murphy and Roisin Shortall decide to run again. I think they said last week when they uh, announced their intention to retire that they, that was their plan. But of course, plans can uh, can change. And the Social Democrats are in a fight for all six seats, including her own seat. She's in a big geographical brute of a constituency, uh, Cork South West. And it's also uh, a ferociously competitive constituency. It's currently three seats. It could go to four in the uh, in the changes that we expect later from the um, the constituency uh, commission and the four seats I think would clearly help her. She was a surprise winner. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no bones about you, that. You, you didn't it, think she was no, going to win? No, I was on a panel with Alison O'Connor, um, a very astute uh, political commentator from that part of the country who said that she thought uh, Holly Kearns was making inroads and uh, would win a seat. And I said, ah, Alison, come on. And uh, so it goes to show what I know. But she has made an extraordinary impression in, in her three years. Very, uh, very good on television and on radio. You've interviewed her loads of times yourself, Claire. And, um, and she's very persuasive, but she has... Uh, it is a huge challenge even, I think, to, to hold her seat. She has the, as I said, the advantage of of incumbency. Uh, you know, it's better to have a seat and try to hold it as, as, as distinct from winning a new one. But she came from nowhere to win uh, a seat. She'd only been a local um, area representative since 2019 when she won by one vote. Uh, so it just goes to show every vote counts in in Bantry, which again, uh, where she's from, a, a big sort of a country town. And um, yeah, but, but I, I see large challenges because the electoral landscape in Ireland has changed so much mm. since, the, uh, since the electoral or since the economic crash of over a decade ago. And uh, yeah, big challenges ahead. But you mentioned there her high profile role, which can be in the short time that she mm. has been involved in politics, traced back to her campaigning on marriage equality and also repeal the eighth. Yeah, I, I think she first became politically active um, when uh, I think she canvassed for, for David Norris in the 2011 uh, presidential election when she would have been in her, in her early 20s. And then that led her on to playing a more active role locally uh, at, uh, in the, the same-sex marriage referendum of 2015 and the, the repeal the eight referendum of 2018. And that has politicised a lot of, of, of people of, of, of a younger generation. Like at 33, she will be by far uh, the youngest leader. She is, I think, 12 years younger than Leah Varadkar, 20-odd years younger than people like... Mary Lou MacDonald and uh, and Ivana Bacic. Um and of course Ivana Bacic has a huge challenge ahead as the Labour Party. All, 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 the smaller parties, all their seats are potentially at risk. They they could gain on a very good day, but you know on a really bad day you could go from from six seats uh, to two seats perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Gary Gannon has a big challenge in in Dublin Central with Mary Lou MacDonald. We expect to bring in a second Sinn Féin candidate, Hugh Pascal Donoghue, who seems almost guaranteed uh, to win a seat. Dublin Bay North, I think Keanu Callaghan, it, it, it looks pretty pretty strong uh, there. Jennifer Whitmore in Wicklow, who also came through the local council route and again impressive on, on radio, but I, I wouldn't say her seat is guaranteed uh, by any means. Um, and if you look at Sinn Féin, I think they will certainly be expecting to win a seat in in, in Cork South West, Holly Kearns local constituency, Fine Gael, don't have a TD there now. I mean, Tim Lumbard ran the last and, and Holly Kearns overtook him on the, uh, in the, uh, the last two counts for to win on on, uh, on the transfers, I think, from the Sinn Féin. So, so, and so there's an extraordinary... Yeah. These, all these seats are, are difficult to yeah, win. Yeah, what you're saying to me here is that what her challenge will be, it should be challenging to hold what she has rather than to grow. Well, I think that there are two challenges. One is to, first of all, hold her seat. Um, and, and, and as leader, she will be expected to lead the Social Democrats, you know, 
know, not simply uh, organisationally, um, but on television, on radio, where we're, which, which is the key point when it comes to a, a general mm. election. I mean, her, her target might be to win uh, 10 seats and on a good day, a day good. I, I think they'll have chances probably in Galway City, in Limerick City. I mean, I, I struggle to see where else they're going to win in, in Dublin, in Cork City. I, I don't think they have the name recognition of their candidates. Um, so I, I do think it's a big challenge, yeah. One way to get more attention, uh, and it might be cynical way, would, would have been to have ha- to have a, a competition, you know, a, an election for, for leader as opposed to this coronation. It might well have been, yeah. I mean, of course, leadership contests can can be divisive. I mean, Fine Gael had a run between Leo Varadkar and um, Simon, Coveney, Simon yeah. Coveney back in 2017 and that caused divisions which I think have been clearly uh, healed. Um, and Labour have had a series of relatively divisive contests ever since uh, they got rid of Eamon Gilmore, Brendan Hole and Joan Burton, Noah Vanna, uh, Batchik uh, and without any great improvement in the polls. I know you had Marie Sherlock uh, on earlier or, um, and, and Labour's stay at about 3-4% somewhere where the Social Democrats are. I mean the Social Democrats did really well in 2020. They went from yeah. uh, three seats. One of them had been Stephen Donnelly who of course who had left so they went really from two seats uh, to six. A good day would be to get to ten um, but it's not beyond the bones of possibilities in the fragmented space and if Sinn Féin are at 33-4-5% in the polls they will be looking for second seats and where are they going to get those second seats from? They're going to get them probably or take them more than likely from other candidates uh, on the on the so-called uh, on the so-called centre left. You remember Claire in 2020 there was the vote left uh, transfer left um, which I th- do think benefited uh, people like Holly Kearns um, other social democrat candidates the people before profit, um, sort of what we call them the hard left. Um, but Sinn Féin transfers this time will probably go to second Sinn Féin candidates. And um, I mean, in the golden rule in one way in politics is get enough first preference votes. Uh, so I think that's Holly Kearns and all the Social yeah, Democrats challenge. That Sinn Féin question mark is a big one for it's every party for going every, into the next. But also including Sinn Féin themselves. I mean, there is the story that Sinn Féin made, made a bit of a hames of their candidate strategy in 2020. I mean, I, I would probably give them a break on that simply on the context of on, in the context that you know they didn't really expect it as well as they did their 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 uh, dramatic change uh, in their polling came literally during uh, the campaign which brings me to the point that campaigns matter and I yeah. think this is where Holly Kearns has a good chance because I do think she will be an effective uh, campaigner. Her, her skills her, her communication skills are you know, really top notch I think for, for an Irish politician. Just on the Labour question our colleague in the newsroom Michal Lahan in the mm. last little while reporting about this letter that People Before Profit has written to Sinn Féin the Social Democrats the left wing independents to open a conversation about the formation of a left government after the next general election. Now, the letter hasn't gone to the Labour Party. Yeah, and I mean, and a lot of those um, those uh, people on the hard left would have had a home in the sort of Labour Party and became disillusioned with it now from a long way back into the 1980s. But even someone like Ian O'Callaghan, the Social Democrats, uh, Dublin Bay North, he was originally in the Labour Party, as were Catherine Murphy uh, and Roisin Shortall themselves. I mean, in, in terms of the, the people before profit letter, they, they, they've never considered, I think, uh, Labour on, mm. on the left. But I mean, a lot of people would say, is there any real uh, uh, distinguishing factors between the Social Democrats and the Labour Party beyond the fact that the personalities uh, didn't really work. And I, I think another important question for the Social Democrats particularly and Holly Kearns is what happens after the election if they are in a position to go in 
uh, to government, as mm. they were in uh, 2020, but did not do so. Well, it begs the question, what is the point of voting for people if you think they'll never go into government? This is a question I think many people have to ask themselves when we come to uh, the general election. The other point, clear would be timing. I mean, there now seems to be a sense that the government might not wait for the local elections in 2024, where Sinn Féin are almost, because they said so badly in 2019, are almost guaranteed to do really well, notwithstanding, even if their poll numbers drop to, let's say, 30%. Um, And uh, and that's an ill wave then for the government uh, parties to prepare for a general election that has to happen only seven, eight months later. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the timing alone is, is an issue. I, I just want to ask you as well about this uh, other political story uh, around today. This is Minister of State Noel Collins who's expected to make this personal statement in the Dáil today or tomorrow addressing all of the circumstances of a planning application for a house he made in 2001 and he has insisted he acted correctly. This is off the back of the, the story run by the Ditch about mm. his planning application. Now he has the support of the coalition party leaders, doesn't he? Uh, he does, although it seemed more lukewarm in terms of the Greens. I thought simply saying, well, they're, they're going to wait till wa- uh, for what he has to uh, say. To say, I think it's really important to say that he has denied the, the allegations uh, uh, that the Ditch uh, published on their website and he's brought in his, quote, legal advisors um, to, 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 to study it. Um, it goes back to the whole question of controversy about planning permission in the light of the, the housing uh, crisis that in one way will remain Holly Kearns as a big challenge uh, as all political parties how can one fix uh, the housing crisis but it's never a good look I think for uh, for government parties to have to um, face these sort of allegations uh, whether whether true uh, or, or not and of course this is probably now well, it's the second one after Damien English uh, who reti- who resigned very quickly if you go back to Robert Troy uh, last year and, and his issues again relating to, to housing and uh, owning properties um, it's just not a good look uh, for the government all I think right. but to be fair to Mr Collins I think we have to wait and see what he says in the doll uh, later today. All right, we won't have to wait too long. Gary, thanks no, very much for coming thanks, in. That's Professor Gary Murphy. A reminder that our regular GP, Dr. Maura Finn, will be with me later this hour. Maura is going to be talking to me about carpal tunnel syndrome, repetitive strain injury, tennis elbow, and the other niggles that you can think of. How to spot them, how to treat them, how to avoid them in the first place. Any questions for Dr. Maura? 51551, or you can email us todaycb at rte.ie. Text 51551. Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1.